Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we are Black Married at Free. Uh, I mean, you probably already know that, or you wouldn't have clicked on the podcast, but we're super excited to be here today. And uh, Shira. How are you doing? Let's 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 talk about how you are first before we get into things. I'm doing good. You know, things are busy. Um, but I think most of us are living busy lives and that is becoming the norm. Um, but glad for this upcoming weekend. Hoping to get some rest in. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Uh like how you said, it's a very busy week. Coming off a busy week last week. A busy week this week and a busy week next week or it was scheduled to be uh for myself but uh we'll share the drama later yeah, we'll share we'll share the we'll drama share with you the all drama later. later okay yes uh but all is well uh hopefully everyone out there in podcast land and uh instagram since we are streaming this live on instagram hopefully you all are well but shire i want to get into uh the mul- the layered uh celebration of this week for us it's very layered and for many uh, people that look like us it is as well so what's coming up this weekend or yes this weekend this weekend this weekend juneteenth 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 and juneteenth is a special time for us for a lot of reasons and one being um it looks like juneteenth is going to be signed into law as a national holiday a national federal holiday which is wonderful so juneteenth um commemorates the end of slavery in the u.s um it turns out that the last uh enslaved black person or people um in texas i mean they learned that they were free on june 19th and they were the last to hear and that was in 1865 and that was two months after the civil war's end and also two and a half years after President Abraham Lincoln had signed the Emancipation Proclamation. So yes. I'm excited that it is going to be signed into law, I believe, today, because we're, you know, yes. streaming on a Thursday. Um, but it's about time. It's about time. It's about time. You know, this is kind of like it's weird, Shire, because last year, think about last year, this time. I know we talked about this. We had everything was bubbling with George Floyd and, uh, you know, all the civil unrest and everything. And, you know, like this was a huge topic and it was around this time. Like we were walking through our neighborhood and people were like 
putting their flags out, the 4th of July stuff. Everybody was getting prepared for 4th of July. And, you know, last year it really hit home for me that's like, you know what? My Independence Day is Juneteenth, man. That's when I want to celebrate Independence Day. I, I got love for the July 4th and what that represents and all that. But, you know, I'm going to put extra emphasis on Juneteenth going forward, you know. And I feel like a lot of people in our community are doing that. And it's obviously bubbling over nationwide if they're going to be voting that in, you know, as a as a holiday. And I think it's it's about darn time. Yeah, I agree. And having Juneteenth as a federal holiday acknowledges that we were a, a nation with slaves. Yes. It's almost like they like it didn't exist. Like it yes. didn't happen. Like, you know, here we are, it's 2021 with slavery. I mean, we're, we're past that. And it's like, no, we're not actually. Right. And so I hope that this being signed uh, into law as a federal holiday is, is a part of the catalyst to really get the federal government thinking about um, the implications of slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, can we put reparations on the table? I mean, can we have the discussion now that we're acknowledging that it actually happened? Right. Um, I mean, what do you think about that? Whoo, Shai, this is a, this is when it gets interesting. Uh, the, when you talk about the reparations and you talk about, uh, the, the monetary acknowledgement of slavery, right? How, how can you right the wrong of slavery and what it's called co- and the ripple effect of slavery? Uh, I personally like the idea of some type of reparation. Um, I don't know how it should look, and I guess we can talk through that. But, yeah, I think something needs to be done. Some, there needs to be some formal acknowledgement or some fiscal acknowledgement of what happened with slavery. Because until we get that, uh, me and you talk about this quite often, that, you know, we can be enlightened and we can be... Uh, you know, woke and, and know that we have to do different things financially. But if the playing field, if the, if the surface of the field that we're all playing on isn't level, we'll never be able to be at our fullest potential. We may be at a high potential, but we want to be at the maximum potential. And I think in a lot of cases we need the government to, to acknowledge Hey, we need to get this this field that they're playing on. We need to get that thing level. Let's let's mow that grass so that all players can be at their optimum level. What do you think about that, Shira? Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I think that we need when we talk about reparations. Sometimes people think we're looking for a handout. We're thinking about handout. We're right. not talking about a handout. No, we're talking about. Um, the government being equitable, equal. Equ- equitable. Shall I break you know, down that a word? Lot of equitable. These, yeah. It just I mean, means equal, right? Yeah. Across and so, the board. yeah, a lot of the society, the societal issues, the systemic issues, the government had its hands all in it. Mm-hmm. And so they need to be a part of the solution. Correct. And I don't want, you know, I don't want people, black people to feel like I can't do the things that I want to do because I'm a descendant of a, of slaves. Right, you know, right. I don't think that's the case. I think I'm glad that we live in America. In America, we have, we can, we there is some, we can move upward. What I'm trying to say is upward mobility exists in the United States. Correct. And in some countries, it doesn't exist. Yeah. You just are where you are. Yeah. So it's not that I don't 
love the United States of America. This is our country. We mm-hmm. built this country. Um, you know, but I, I would, I would like the government to explore writing some of their wrongs. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, you know, we're going to keep striving and we're going to oh, keep doing keep what pushing. we do. Right. Cause we are, I mean, we're some of the most resilient people on the planet, yep. period. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and we've shown that we've shown that through this, the, through the centuries, our resiliency. So Shire, let's talk about if there were reparations, what would be the best way to distribute that? What would be, what, what are some options for the reparation for uh, the descendants of slaves or African-Americans? Yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of times when people hear reparations, they think about cash mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I mean, let's just imagine for a moment that everyone received cash. Can I just say something? Yes. I I don't love I don't love the idea of cash because. Go ahead. I said imagine. 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 (laughs) Okay, but go ahead. Oh, I was just saying on the surface, uh, I'm more into some type of subsidy. But I think cash is sketchy because all the government is going to do is just print cash. It's not like they got they have, uh, you know a real currency that's like in a safe somewhere. It's like, yeah, we, you know, for a rainy day, like all they would do is just print more cash and give it to us. And then what would that do? We would see the ripple effects of that in our economy with all this inflation and stuff. Right. So, so that's twofold. So yeah. say that they were, say they didn't, I mean, we don't know that they would print the cash, but say they did print the cash. And so then that had even greater effect on the inf- inflation that we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. And when uh, we received the money, what would, what would folks do with it? I mean, right. a lot of people are already experiencing financial hardship. Would that money then go to a landlord? Would that money then go to, you know, a Visa MasterCard? Right. Would that money just go to the local mall? You know, hey, we're, you know, we're losing malls. But, you know, so so I don't know Yeah, that cash would be best would be best that's why i said imagine but i like that other layer that you brought in that i mean what if they printed this cash and how would that you know um but anywho i was checking out an article and um it was on yahoo finance yahoo finance um and it says building black wealth starts with reparations and home ownership it says the spellman economist so definitely check that out and she goes through um some of the options for reparations that are not cash. Okay. So some of the things that um, were mentioned had to do with um, incentives for, for folks that are participating in investing and in investing activities in real estate markets. Um, and then also, looking at um, educational credits because we know that a lot of people of color are saddled with student loan debt right. and also looking at health credits and enterprise credits for business owners. So these were things that um, the the economists m- mentioned. And so what do you think about that? Just yeah. make in l- lowering the barrier to entry to buy a home. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, you're you're in, you. I think essentially we need to address what was done to uh, African Americans uh, with redlining. We need to somehow right that wrong, and and I don't know what that looks like, but I do like the idea of that. 
Now, Shire, I always get a little sketchy, though, because, like, with the PPE and the and the and all of these stimulus things, a lot of times they have these programs, and we, we talk about this, how they'll put money in place, and they'll say, all you have to do is, is fill this out, or you have to uh, do this and do that, and you can get this subsidy. But a lot of times for African Americans, we just like, man, I don't know how to do all that. So right, there's barriers. Yeah, there's barriers right. with it, and and so that what scares me about the subsidy thing is like you really have to be tapped in, and you really have to be dialed in and know how to go get that money. Because what's the thing we always hear with 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 uh, going to colleges and stuff? There's 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 money out there. There's money out there. Mm-hmm. But I know when I was in high school, I was like, well, how do I get to it? You know, some people just won't do the extra work to 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 go and make themselves available for these subsidies. So that's what scares me. It's just like, will this money just be floating in Wonderland and African-Americans not know in mass, not know how to go get it. Right. So, right. I mean, that was even happening with the stimulus check. Exactly. So people that were unhoused or homeless, right. Not necessarily knowing how to access, um, that benefit. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that 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 is certainly a challenge. I mean, this is all hypothetical as we talk through it. Yeah. You know, but but do something. Got to do something. Do something. Give a formal apology. Yeah. I mean, it is questionable as to whether or not the government has actually have done that. Yeah. Um, but I think that this is definitely a step in the right direction, and I hope that positive things will come from it. Um, things that are beyond just a day off. Right. And, and I think in the meantime, in between time, we do what we can to uplift, to uplift each other. Right. Um, and not, you know, that we can't, I don't think that there's a way to undo some of the harm, mm-hmm. some of the, like, like redlining. It's just like, if you're ever, um, if you're hurt in an, in an, in an accident, you know, and say you need stitches, Okay, we can seal up the wound, but I can still see the remnants of a scar, right. no matter how much cocoa butter you put on it. Right. You know, so, <laughs> you know, so, I, so as a people and as individuals, we have to find ways to, to deal with generational trauma. Right. And I hope the government will put forth some solution, but they're not going to put forth the entire solution. I think it was a quote by, oh, it could have been Einstein or somebody that says that problems cannot be solved in the context in which they were created, mm-hmm. which means if the government created the problem in the first place, they might not be the one to bring forth um, the, solution. The, the solution to well, the overall issue. Let's, let's talk about that, Shire. Let, let's dig into that piece because we have a, somewhat of a conflict that goes on in our community when you have a section of the community that says they're not going to save us. Stop waiting on people to save us. You got to do X, Y, and Z for yourself. And then you have those who say, no, you know, the government does need to acknowledge and does need to make things right. And, you know, oftentimes me and you fall somewhere in, in the middle uh, but let's talk about that part. What what are, what are your thoughts on that? Because my thought is this for those to those who say, 
we got, you know, we can't wait on them to save us. We got to do for ourselves. We got to build wealth for ourselves. We have to acquire the knowledge for ourselves. We have to be our own uh, resolution, right? I agree with that. But my thing, my, my thing that I'm realizing the more research I do is that although Marcus may come to the knowledge that I have to do more to get more and I can't wait for someone to give me a handout. I also understand that with the same effort that I put in as Marcus, perhaps a gentleman named Michael who doesn't share my complexion doing the same amount of work may have a better outcome. Not that my outcome is bad, but his outcome may be better simply because of his skin color. And I think that we can't be ignorant to that and act like that's not a thing. And that makes me frustrated just knowing that, wow, that's real. That's a reality. What do you say to that? I, you know, I have something to say to that. Come on. I, I, I kind of find that thinking problematic Okay. because Michael is a fictitious, like I'm going off your example. So Michael is actually a fictitious person, right? But we know, we know who Michael is. And so, (laughs) so if Michael is a fictitious, a fictitious person. And I'm sorry to all the Michaels um, out there. Thank yeah. you for listening. Appreciate you, Mike. Um, <laughs> but I have to counter uh, or or I need to add this piece of the conversation. How does it serve you or mm-hmm. how does it serve a person who's thinking somebody's doing, somebody's could be doing what I'm doing, but they're doing better. I mean, that's always the case. I mean, I might be trying to eat better. But someone else is eating what I'm eating. They're losing weight and I'm not. Right. You know, so, so, so looking at things as I'm black and I'm doing these things, but if I was white and I was doing things, I could be better off. That may be true. So let's just, that may be true, but ultimately how is it serving us? And are we re-traumatizing ourselves by thinking that? And are we adding to the limited, our, our own limiting beliefs? I don't, I don't care about what Michael doing, but you go ahead and do your thing, Michael, if you listen to this podcast, but does it serve, does it serve a person to have their eyes on someone else? Well, well, let's talk about it. Shire. We've seen countless studies where, okay, I have another piece too, but go ahead. Where Marcus puts in an app, Marcus with, with a, a master's degree, uh, puts in for a director position and Michael with a master's degree puts in for the same director's position. And just because of the, the name alone, uh, Marcus is his application is thrown out and Michael's isn't, we've seen the studies done about that. So yeah, I can go through life, uh, and kind of try to block that out. But the reality is I'm, is, is that I'm reminded of that you know, on occasion. So it's kind of hard to, to block that out. It's like an individual who uh, is suffering from an illness, but they say, well, I can't think about it. If I don't think about the illness, illness, and I'll, I'll just, I'll be okay. It's like, yeah, but at some point that, in, that illness is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, uh, remember me, you know? So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of all I'm saying. Right. And I hear what you're saying. And I think that there are a lot of people that will agree with you. I agree with you. Um, the other point is focusing on what is, what is within your locus of control? Yes. If I put in an application, I have an ethnic name. Okay. And if I don't get a call back, that is outside of my locus of control. I I like that. You know what I'm saying? So focus on what you 
control can what you can control. control. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there might be other things that I'm thinking about as I prepare for this interview. And I know that we did, um, we did a podcast with Minda Hartz. Um, mm-hmm. And she wrote a book about women of color getting ahead and what you need to do in order to get ahead. And yes, she said some things in her book that some folks might uh, find controversial because a lot of times we just want to show up and just be us. But mm-hmm. when you are going into the marketplace, you might have to make, you know, some adaptations for reasons that are, are the core of this, this discussion, right? You know, so I understand um, what you're saying, but also think about what is in your locus of control. Um, what, what can you do? And it could turn out that if they didn't hire you because of your name, that could be an organization that's not worthy right. of your time. That's not worthy of, of the value that you would bring It's their loss. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I, that's good. It's, it's, I mean, we, ooh, like we can't write every, every wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I don't know what to do about that, you know? Yeah. Um, but then the other piece was the government. Does the government owe us? And I, I, I'm, I'm quick to say yes, because who is the government? You know, I think about we, the people. So I, we fund the government. You're mm-hmm. taking money out my check every month. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, so that's something to consider as well, is that we're not asking anything from a, an entity that we don't contribute to. Right. Oh, we give right. a lot. Right. We give a lot. And we've given a lot. Right? And we have given a lot. Yes. You're yeah. absolutely right about that. Uh, and that's where I stand. So the, the, the request for governmental acknowledgement is not, uh, because I want a handout because oh Marky Mark oh I'm gonna be all right you know right. I don't I don't need nothing but uh, I also am a contributor to this entity and I think because I am a uh, what do they call it when you're, you're a shareholder I'm a shareholder come on so I'm I'm due my dividends and, and don't just because I don't need the dividend doesn't mean I don't want the dividend like that's that's irrelevant and I think a lot of times we want to stick our chest out and say, I don't need them. We don't need them. We could do X, Y, Z for ourselves. And yes, we can, but they still need to be held accountable. Uh, We talk about this, Shire. We've been blessed with our real estate portfolio that we had conversations on during the pandemic. Do we want to give our renters a month break? Do we want to preemptively give them a break? And why were we having that conversation? Because we technically didn't, we could do without, Right. But just because we can do without doesn't mean I'm going to do without. No, if you got the money to pay me the rent that you owe me, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just want to put that out there because and it's there, not there, that we're cruel. It's, it's not that know. we're cruel. And it's not, we're not rich. We're not rich. We're not retired yet. We're not retired yet. Right. But uh, I think a lot of times we, we, there's a pride there that I don't need the government. I don't need that, you know. And you're correct. You don't technically need the government, but there's someone who does. Right. And don't there's sep- someone who shares your complexion. Who right. Does. Sorry. Shy. Yeah. Yes. And don't separate yourself from the government. We pay into it every single month, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know, Marcus. I, I mean, it's a good little I mean, conversation there, right a, here. Shy. And you know, I feel like we go back and forth on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And as you know, as we parent, um, what, you know, how we frame some of these conversations are becoming increasingly important as our, as, as our kids older. get older, you know? So it's like, what message 
do I want to impart into my child? Um, what is going to serve them the most um, as they learn how to navigate through the classroom and through the workforce? You know, so I think it's yeah. th- these conversations are important. That's a good point, Shira. And before we take off to that point, a lot of times activism and wealth don't really go don't really go hand in hand now there's still some uh debate whether um how, you know as to what martin luther king martin luther king uh, although he was an activist a civil rights activist the the consensus is he had he, martin had a little bit of had a little money but like people like malcolm x and others uh were heavy in activism but that didn't equate uh, necessarily to wealth so you have to, it's like almost like you say with our children, it's like, do I want you to be more woke and an activist or do I want you to be wealthy? And can I, can there be a middle ground for both? You I, know, yeah. what do you think about that? Shay? I definitely think there's a middle ground. And the truth of the matter is, is that Martin and Malcolm, I mean, they were gone at our, at our age. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and it's like, you know, not putting the cart before the horse, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine um, the conversations, the pressure um, in trying to prioritize all of these different issues that impact our, 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 our culture, our race, you know? So yeah. I think that had, you know, give them a few more years. I right. think a lot of these things, they, they would have, you know, we would have seen some progress yeah. on, you know, those, those items. Absolutely. Well, well, we didn't get to the drama. We never said the drama because we said there was some drama. What was the drama? Oh, sorry. you said, well, like we were about to close. Okay, no, and let's like, get to the drama. What if someone's waiting for the drama? Yeah, let's get to it. Okay, so this is off topic. Yes. Um, but to fill you all in on the drama, you this is your drama. So. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we're in escrow on our fourth rental uh, and... It's out of state, of course, and I had, we were set to close on the 21st, and I had scheduled my, I was going to just travel this time by myself. Usually me and Shire like to travel uh, together. If you've seen our YouTube video vlogs of us buying all three of our properties, they're like really cool and fun, and we like to get footage and everything, but this time it was going to be just me, and I had it scheduled for that Friday. So we were going to close remote on Monday. I was going to fly out Friday, get the keys, get to connect with the property manager, all that fun stuff. Well, turns out today, uh, yeah, we won't be able to have you close until the 28th. Yeah. That's our drama. And that's our drama. So I have flights, hotel, cars, everything booked for the 26th and we're not closing until the 28th. Isn't that awesome? I know. I mean, that really sucks, but lesson learned. We're still navigating. Yeah. We're still, yeah. I think this is still going to have a positive outcome, but I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a challenge in real estate. And then also we're learning a lot about working in a Southern state. Um, and also with our lender and it's things move slow. It moves slow. And sometimes things are not done you know, in the time frame that they give you at first. Right. Yeah. But the good part is, is when this is all said and done, we will be adding another property, adding more cash flow, uh, more passive income. 
So that's what it's really all about, man. Just do the work on the front end, the the hard or frustrating work on the front end, and then you can kind of sit back and enjoy the fruits of your labor. So right. So that's that's where we're at, man. That's that's our drama, and it's not. I mean, I wouldn't even really call it drama, drama. Right. You know, this is like boring people drama. Yeah. Um. But, but you know, you know, y'all family, so we're gonna let y'all in on <laughs> what's what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, Shire, any, any other? Yeah, you know, I think that this has been a good conversation. And I think that having, going back to the topic, I think that Juneteenth as a federal holiday is a positive thing. I think that we, as a people, we've come a long way. Yes. We've come so, so far. And I think that we have a lot uh, to be thankful for, to be grateful for. And I hope that everyone enjoys their Juneteenth weekend. Yes, enjoy your weekend. Uh, thank you, everybody, for checking us out, checking out the live podcast on Instagram. And, uh, man, that's all for now. Till next time, I'll let you later. Bye. Peace.